Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Filled with wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame, Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. And good morning, Las Vegas. How you doing? You know, I, I feel like I'm that guy that, you know, the girls wake up next to and are like, oh, did I really spend the night with him? No, you don't. You know? No, you, no, 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 no. Don't go there. That, that's what we're... We're not going there. No, but then, but then you realize how awesome I am and you're happy I'm here on your Sunday morning. It's great. Come on, fish. It's too early in the morning for this. No, it's it's never too early. Not in the city that never sleeps. That's the problem. I'm never sleeping right now. Well, that's on you, sir. I'm very tired. Well, welcome to the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM. And we got 728. We got the Odyssey app. We're just planetary. It's very cool. We're the rulers of the multiverse. Yeah, it's been... Uh, and been a pretty amazing week in professional wrestling to say the least we got i can't believe commander aziz turned on oh wait that's not the big story is it no not even close i don't even know what the big story is there's a lot of stories it's been uh it's been pretty entertaining royal rumble fallout the great episode of dynamite nxt vengeance day last night i mean just wow guess braun breaker ain't ready to come up to the main roster yet <laughs> they, they don't they don't need him to He's Not, good. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and the way things are going with the Roman Reigns bloodline story, it's pretty amazing right now. Yeah, boy, the road to WrestleMania, this is a great road to be on. Yeah, it, it is fraught with potholes. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the Autobahn right now. I, I we're, we're driving at about 120 miles an hour. I hope it's not like the 215. Yeah, and, and I will mention that real quick. If you are out driving around in Las Vegas... Um, two fifteen on the west side here by Tropicana is closed. There was a massive crash out there this morning, so if you are out there buzzing around, just be aware that two fifteen is closed, I'm heading northbound. Be, I'm, say, I'm hoping it'll be open by the time the show is over. Yeah, heading northbound on uh, two fifteen uh, west, going out at the Tropicana exit is blocked. So, just so you know, everybody, and uh, and I'll just say this: it wasn't good. Say prayers for the people who are involved in that crash. Yeah, absolutely. One of the, one of the trucks looks like Dijak's finger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was that was that was a rough injury for Mister Dijak last night. And uh, you know, we, I guess I guess we'll start a little bit on Vengeance Day real quick because we had. We should, we should start with Tony Khan. We should lead into. We should start with Dynamite. We should lead into that. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get Dynamite after that because Tony talked a lot about Dynamite show. So, um, but we are gonna have. The a very special interview that we got to uh, record with Tony Khan, who is the co-owner and president of All Elite Wrestling. He's a pretty big deal. He's a very big deal. He's huge. I mean, if there's if there's four people in wrestling, even though one of them's out of there now, Vince, Tony, Triple H, and Steph. And not Steph anymore. Stephanie McMahon, but she, she's not there. Like I said, she's not there anymore. So is it Nick Khan the other one? Nick Khan be the other one. Yeah, he he was out there doing some interviews. He was on uh, CNBC, if I remember correctly, this week. Yeah, and then Wrath of Khan. Yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, we are we are very honored to get Tony on the show. Um, you know, talking about everything that's going on with the EW, and you know, I I I may have asked him a fishy sort of type question. May have so you well you get to hear it. We're going to play that in the next segment. Absolutely. Uh, Joe DeFalco will be joining us, by the way, in the second segment as well. They had a big night with FSW over the Silver Nugget on Sunday. Wow. It was a banger, as they say. Oh, God. Will people stop using that? Please. That that term needs to be retired. You know, and, and <laughs> Pat McAfee tried to get in trouble saying. Uh, Bang Brothers. They, <laughs> you can't say it. He it's did. not not. It's It's a little longer. The, the word you use, banger, plus the term brothers, is copyrighted in a certain industry. Shouldn't have said it. And, I, he, did, I, I, and I, he did it three times. They even warned him on it. That was the most shocking thing to me about SmackDown, by the way, was that McAfee wasn't the, wasn't the, the announcer. Yeah, he'll be back. Oh, I know. I just fully expected it, and it wasn't him. I'm sure. he's. I'm guessing he's probably a little tied up with the Super Bowl going on. But... Yeah, so we're going to hear from Tony Khan. And, you should uh, mention porn and tied up in the same breath. <laughs> Unbelievable. Andrew Fishfane just, just punch it. It's like the punch board on uh, Price is Right. Oh, look, here's a hole. Oh, look, here's a hole. Here's a hole. <laughs> just saying. Drew, I'm going to trade in for the, trade my $5 in. <sighs> Unbelievable. Yeah, but Vengeance Day last night, you were mentioning Dijak and you know, some great matches last night on Vengeance uh Vengeance Day for NXT. They're you know, they're they're getting back to where they were a little bit. But Donovan Dijak uh was wrestling Wes Lee last night. And Don he had he had a little injury with his one of his fingers. Feast your eyes, baby. Just just a tad. The X he has the X ray up on his Twitter account right now. If you don't know, he he's been trying to change his name. It's still T Bar Retribution. And the, those of you who, by the way, have a weak constitution, I wouldn't look at the picture. Well, this one it's just it's just the X ray. the 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 actual photo is really bad. I mean, it's not really bad, bad, but it's bad. It's not Joe Theismann bad. Um, it's, no, it's on the it's, no. it's, it's approaching that level. The 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 finger is bent. Let's see if he's there. I'm going to say it's about 45, 40 degrees to the left. And he didn't break it. He, it, it is not broken. It was dislocated. So basically he had a little dangler going there. It was not good. So if you want to, you want to see what happened to Dijak, you can Google that. But And he in, lost the match, too, which the same is really segment, sad. By the way, I want to mention that you pointed out Porn, tied up, and little dangler. Yeah, thank you. You're on a roll. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm but, not the one doing it. I'm just pointing things out. Yeah, but we did uh, have a, a couple of results on some title changes last night as two both tag team titles, the men's and the women's, uh, did change hands on Vengeance Day. Can't believe last... New Day lost. Yeah, New Day lost. They are, they're no longer the NXT New tag team. New Day lost. Yeah. New Day lost. <laughs> they did. Keanu James, Fallon, Henley win the women's tag team titles, and Gallus wins the uh, men's championships in a four-way match. So those were your title changes last night. Back in the 80s, you used to love that show. Gallus, who shot JR, it was brilliant. And, yeah. um, That was Dallas, never mind. But looks like we're going to get Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes coming up here. 
That's Carmelo won a match to pretty much become the number one contender. That should so be a good match. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, Braun Breaker. I, I'm very impressed with the job Braun Breaker has done. I got it. I got to admit, he's not ready yet, but when he is ready, he's going to be a beast up in the on the main roster. Yeah, and so is Carmelo A's. Yeah, he's he's pretty much ready to go. And Wesley's another one who I I like a lot. You just mentioned him in, in his match against Dijak. Yeah, and I, NXT is. I mean, as far as if you, if you look at it as like a, a minor league feeding ground to the main roster. WWE is in good shape for a while. They are. I, I think wrestling, period, is in good shape. Uh, right wrestling's now. in fantastic shape right now. I mean, you have a lot of terrific young talent in AEW. and Without a doubt. And you're really starting to see some younger stars come up in WWE, too. On the independent scene, uh, you know, just, just here in Las Vegas, have some terrific talent. I mean, you can only imagine what that's like around the country. So this is... I still can't believe that Hammerstone is not with a big not, organization yet. I can't either. I mean, he's with MLW, which is, you know, they're... They're the fourth best, they're, the fourth biggest. The, yeah, somewhere around there. I don't want to say best. I don't want to say biggest. Yeah. But, yeah, and and Hammerstone, by the way, took a loss. He's no longer the FSW champion. As Ice Williams knocked him off last Sunday night. Ice, Ice, Williams. Yeah, we got to get Ice, do, we gotta do, get do, ice do, on the show, too. Ice is... I mean, I, and I got to tell you, the the lights camera faction group, of course, they won the tag team titles at FSW as well. They have all the gold now. They cleaned house, so they they've got another show coming up at the FSW arena on Friday night. So I would highly recommend you get over there. And I think Jay Vidal, who got promoted or signed to Impact, uh, is getting a banner put up in the Hall of Fame for the FSW. So that's going to be a fun his night. Number as it were. Yeah. So. Make sure you check that out. That's going to be a good time on Friday. Oh, man, I'll tell you. I mean, and so much news out coming out of the Rumble. If you saw SmackDown, I mean, it, it, there's so much to discuss. And dissect. Yes. But the first thing that we're going to do today is uh, we're going to get to our interview with Tony Khan. So we are going to take a break now. Get that in. And then when we come back, we will be hearing from... The overlord of AEW, Tony Khan. Hope you enjoy it, and uh, we will be back with Tony Khan here on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM, The Talk of Las Vegas. Stick around, gang. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment right after this. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we are back on the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment, plus all sorts of chicanery, shenanigans, hijinks, and whatever else you want to throw out there. Tom Foolery. Tom Foolery. Fish is calling Tom Foolery as he slumps in his chair. You doing all right, buddy? Yeah. Just looking forward to hearing Tony Khan. All right. Well, Andrew Fishfane with us. Joe DeFalco will be joining us in just a little bit as well as uh, we get the gang back together. But first, I got to tell you, this was this came through pretty quickly. I got a call on, or email on Monday. Hey, Tony wants to hype up Dynamite. You want to get him on the show? I'm like, yeah. Okay. So we, we did uh, play this on SportsX Radio here on KDWN, which airs 8 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday. Fish and I 
handle the duties on Monday on the that show. Edition, believe in yep. the process. You better believe it. Uh, so Tony's going to be talking a little bit about Diamond this week's Dynamite show. But I have to say, this was just a great time for me and uh, terrific for the show, too. Pretty excited. So without further ado, Fish, shall we uh, dive into the land of Khan? Khan! Oh, good God. I knew you were going to do that. All right. So let's hear from the co-owner and president of All Elite Wrestling, Tony Khan. Welcome to the Mark Hoke Show, guys. And we have a very special guest on the show today as we welcome, well, he's the king of AEW. What can we say? Tony Khan is on the air. Tony, how are you? I'm doing very well, Mark. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Well, so many things that I could ask you, and we'll I'll just start with some recent happenings. Uh, first, with the Briscoes and the tribute show that you guys did with Ring of Honor and then Mark's match. How difficult was that situation with Warner Bros. Discovery and getting through all that to get to the point where you got to have Mark on the show? Well, I think the most important thing we could do was pay tribute to Jay Briscoe on his birthday. And the way it came together, it was challenging to make it happen, but I really pushed for this and I felt strongly we needed to celebrate the life and legacy of Jay Briscoe. And the perfect way to celebrate Jay Briscoe was a match between his best friend, Jay Lethal, and his brother and longtime partner, Mark Briscoe. And to have Mark Briscoe holding up both of those tag team championship belts on behalf of him and his brother, when that song played, as Jay Briscoe says, Reach for the Sky Boy, I thought that was one of the most iconic moments I've ever seen in wrestling. But more importantly, it was so great for the Briscoe family, so great for the Pews to be able to honor Jamin, to be honored honoring Jay Briscoe on his birthday. It was just, it was amazing. So it was a challenge to get it to where it happened, but it was worth it. And it was certainly the best tribute we could give him. And I'm, I'm glad we were able to do that. Because right, I don't think that people realize the casual fan anyway, about Jay's influence in professional wrestling and what he meant to everybody professionally and personally. He's such an iconic pro wrestler. And certainly in my lifetime, one of the greatest I've ever seen and in my professional life, one of the greatest I've ever worked with, if not the single greatest pro wrestler bell to bell I've ever had the pleasure of producing. And so many people said that at his funeral this past weekend, I can't tell you the number of people who said some of the best wrestlers in the world who said, honestly, he's the best I've ever faced. So not only was he one of the best wrestlers, but he had an amazing family and I'm so glad that they were able to pay tribute to him in such a memorable, meaningful way on Wednesday Night Dynamite last week. Well, and that's quite a statement about Jay Briscoe for sure, especially considering all the talent that you have around you right now. How are you feeling about your roster on AEW and what you've been doing with it? We have one of the greatest rosters of professional wrestlers ever built. Today, I think we have the very best roster in all of pro wrestling. And every Wednesday night, just like tomorrow night on TBS, uh, we're going to go out there and put out the very best lineup we can. And it just so happens that tomorrow night hap happens to be, I think, maybe the best lineup we've ever had. There have been 173 episodes of AEW Dynamite, and 
I really believe this past month has been the most consistent, best month of shows we've ever done. And it culminated in one of the greatest moments in the history of the show, the tribute to Jay Briscoe, Mark Briscoe, raising both belts to the sky. And we want to pick up and keep the strong shows going. And I can't think of a better way to do it than the lineup we have for tomorrow night's show on TBS. It is so strong, top to bottom, and we're going to keep the great ratings going. You know, we've had our biggest viewership in, in months just these past few weeks, and it's been growing. And I really believe we can keep this great audience going. And, you know, it's such a great testament to how hard the wrestlers have been working and how great the support from the fans has been to keep these shows so strong. What do you think that you need to do at this point to keep those ratings going up? And obviously you made some production changes. The new set looks terrific. Where do you think that you need to expand and, and change to take AEW to another level? I think the role we're on right now is the direction. You know, the ratings have been going up. The shows have looked good. The wrestling has been great. And we need to keep that going. We've had the most consistent month, and we've also had consistent growth. And I think by having these great ratings, it shows that what we're doing is working. You know, the new look of the show, the graphics, they look great. The production has stepped up to another level. And the wrestling, frankly, is at another level. You know, we've had the most consistent, best series of matches we've probably ever had. And I think it sets up really well for tomorrow night's show. This week on Wednesday Night Dynamite, tomorrow night on TBS, it's probably the best lineup of matches on a Wednesday we've ever had. And I think that speaks uh, to the show in recent weeks, how the stories have grown, the matches have kept getting more and more interesting, and we have all these great championship fights and high-stakes fights on tomorrow night's show, and we just need to keep it going. And, And I think a show like this one is exactly what we need to capitalize on the buzz and the quality of the show's in the last few weeks. Well, more Moxley and more Page is just fine with me, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good. It's great to have Mox back, actually. I haven't mentioned this at all. You're the first person I've said this to. But, you know, Mox has not been on TV the past two weeks since L.A. That's the first time in over a year that John has not been on TV for two weeks. Since he came back, he had not been away at all. He'd been on TV every week since he came back. And he's been out the last two weeks, and we've missed him, and I think – Uh, that's something that can help take us to another level tomorrow night on Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS. And speaking of getting guys back, you guys went through a really difficult period with so many of the top guys getting knocked out. It was actually the summer was probably the worst part. The summer was actually the most challenging time because it was a one-week period where the three biggest free agent signings of the entire year went down in about four days. Yeah. And we had Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, and CM Punk all get hurt with major injuries in four or five-day period uh, from really from, I guess, from four days, from Sunday to Wednesday, we lost all three of them to injury. And they were our three biggest free agents we had signed ever at that point. And they had really helped keep the company so strong. And then when they got injured last summer, we had to rally and the company came together, and I mentioned John Moxley, of course, Chris Jericho, and so many others came in and worked so hard. And the roster expanded. 
new people came in, people like Samoa Joe, Claudio Castagnoli, and many others. And now we've hit this point where the show has just clicked. And even with all the challenges and with injured stars, the roster is so strong right now. And that's why the shows have been so good this year. What was that like for you? Because, of course, everybody knows you are in charge of the creative, too. So having all that happen all at one time, how difficult was that for you? And I'm sure you had plans ready to go. It was so difficult, and I did have plans ready to go. It made the road to Forbidden Door and to All Out very challenging. So I had to do some different things to get to those pay-per-views than I originally intended. And the injuries forced me to change plans on the Build the Forbidden Door, which ended up still being one of the best shows I've ever seen. And I think in many of the year-end polls, we'll be elected the best wrestling show of the year. But it was a real challenge to get there, and some of the matches were different than what we originally intended. And so much of the build was completely different than what we'd intended. Uh, A lot of the matches would have looked very different, and the TV would have looked very different on the road to Forbidden Door without those injuries. And then All Out was the same thing. The road to All Out was very challenging. But coming out of All Out, we had great ratings and a lot of new faces on TV. And now the roster is in such a great place where the last month the shows have been not only well-received by the fans critically, but also commercially very successful. And that's why we've seen this big bump in ratings and our biggest viewership in a long time, I think based on the quality of the shows and really positive word of mouth about AEW right now. Yeah, and that's got to be great going into the television contract negotiations too. You have to be feeling pretty good about where you're at. I feel great about it. It's, It's great for AEW and for the TV rights for AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage that the shows are doing so well. And in particular, this growth for AEW Dynamite and the fan buzz about the shows is great, but also it's great as we approach Revolution on pay-per-view. I expect another great buy rate for Revolution, which has done very well every year and continue to grow year over year. I think we'll do another great number there, but something that's been consistently true over the years, the TV as we go into Revolution, it just always is really good. (laughs) And and, uh, whether it was last year or, or in 2020, I think those are some of the best stretches of TV we've ever done. And now it's Revolution 23. And again, I think this is one of the best stretches of TV we've ever done. So something about the road to revolution and AEW, it's just always really good. Absolutely. And, of course, that's on here at 8 p.m. with Dynamite coming up tomorrow night. What have you learned and improved on from running AEW since the start? Because, obviously, this was kind of a new venture for you, even though you're incredibly knowledgeable about wrestling, but actually getting into the business. Where have you personally gone in terms of running this company and learning how to deal with wrestlers and and all the things that go with it? Uh, There's so many things that have changed since the beginning. Our roster is much, much, much stronger than what we started with. It's much, much deeper. And for many reasons, you know, we have three hours of television now as opposed to two hours. And it's really, really a testament to how great the support for AEW Dynamite was out of the gate that we were able to get a second show. And that, necessitated a deeper, better roster. I think signing more wrestlers, that's been really strong for me personally. You know, the first few months, I was very involved in organizing the shows and keeping them on time, but we were probably a little bit more collaborative as far as a process. And late 2019, our TV ratings and our shows, they just probably weren't in a place that I was looking to be, and I wanted to make them stronger. And I think going into 2020, 
around Christmas 2019, I really vowed to myself I was going to take a stronger position and, and do a better job and, or, and really organize everything or, or all the creative myself. And we went into 2020, I think, fresher, better, and more organized. And that run of television shows that followed was, at least at that point, the best run we'd ever had. That the aforementioned Road to Revolution 2020, the first revolution, actually. Many people still talk about those as the best shows we've done. And last year, the Road to Revolution, again, people were saying, wow, this, this reminds me of the original Road to Revolution. And just as strong. And here we are right now. And many people are saying as we approach Revolution 23, that again, this is maybe the best run of AEW TV. And I think listening to fan feedback is big and also kind of trusting my instincts. And the reason I I do that is because I think I try to listen to the fans and it's, it's very tough to have 5, 10, 15 people putting in feedback and then trying to listen to all of them, I would rather take all the ideas, organize them and use the best ones. And I think that's helped us, you know, have organized shows. And I also do think the biggest thing of all has been the quality of the wrestlers and the wrestling. You know, we started with a great roster and it's only gotten better over the years as we signed more free agents, big names that have come in and made the show better. Yeah. It's been incredibly exciting to see AEW continue to grow I got to ask you a rumor mill question, and I'm really curious to hear your answer to this because obviously what was happening with with WWE and Vince McMahon coming back and talking about the sale, your guys' names came up as potential buyers. Is there any truth to that that you guys are considering trying to purchase WWE? I don't know exactly what will happen there. I've been told, and I think they've said publicly, that there may be a sale process. And I think if there is a sales process there certainly i'm interested in it and potentially being involved in it so we'll have to see what that process is and who exactly they'll uh let get involved in it but certainly i'm interested in it very much fair enough well i know you have to get going but i want to ask you one more quick question should we be making plans here in las vegas for memorial day weekend for a certain event to come back i'm just curious yes you should we I should not wait. I really believe we built something very special in Las Vegas with Double or Nothing Weekend for the local fans in Vegas and fans who travel from all over the world to be a part of Double or Nothing every year. Absolutely. As long as I can make it happen, which I think will be for many decades to come, I expect Double or Nothing to be a part of the Las Vegas calendar and Memorial Day in Las Vegas is about AEW now. Well, I think that's very good news for everybody here. So, Thank you for letting us know about that. I'm going to keep my calendar open for sure. I had a great time last year. It was fun. It's absolutely Memorial Day weekend. It's a a very important American holiday, and we've built a nice tradition there over the weekend. And on Sunday in particular, uh, in recent years, I think we've had a lot of success, so I would love to keep Double or Nothing in Las Vegas, and I expect to. Well, Tony, anything else that you want to throw out to the fans before we let you go? Well, I'm really excited about tomorrow night's show again. It'll be on at 8 p.m. on TBS, or you can watch the East Coast feed there at 5 p.m. if you want to watch it live on TBS East. Uh, But we're on at 8 p.m. on TBS West. It's going to be a great show. It's a stacked lineup. If you've never seen the show or if it's been a while since you've seen it, we're on fire right now, and it's a great time to check out AEW tomorrow night on TBS, Wednesday Night Dynamite. Terrific. Well, Tony Khan, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us here on the Mark Hoke Show. We certainly do appreciate it, and 
you know, when you're in town, tell me we'll have to get you in the studio and you get to meet everybody. They're going to be thrilled to see you. I got, trust me, I had people all over me when I told everybody you were going to be on. So I think you're pretty popular Thanks, around here. I love it. Well, I, I'm excited to see you in person and uh, hopefully have me back on. And I really enjoyed being on the show with you today. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you, Tony. Certainly, we appreciate it. All right, and there you go. Tony Khan, everybody, from AEW, the co-owner and president of the organization. And Joe DeFalco is joining us now. And before we head to break, uh, just thoughts on some of the stuff you heard in there in that interview. Um, Joe, let me let me start with you. What did you think? Well, you know, I only got part of it. But what I heard, you know, it, it's the company line and, uh, you know, the roster is what he said, you know, and they do sign a lot of people, you know, obviously, you know, the question becomes about people being lost in the shuffle. I know the big news recently is my boy Cage's uh, contracts coming up and I heard Jericho kind of put him over this week of, you know, he's a guy they need to resign and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, because a lot of people's contracts, uh, in January, February, you're all coming up, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, since Cage has been getting higher-profile stuff. And it's like when the injuries and, and everything comes together, you know, getting people on the show, you know, there, there's a lot of guys we look at, and like Jay Lethal, like to me, it's like, wow, like, is he still on the show? And it just seems like they, they have so much there, I guess it's a hard question to ask, but it's like, you know, there's some big names. You know, what what are they going to do moving forward with a Mark Briscoe now that he's able to be on TV? So, you know, three hours is definitely not enough with the roster that they have. So it's 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 hard to see guys not get lost in the shuffle, and I think that's one of the key factors there. Fish, uh, thoughts Initial thoughts about uh, some of the stuff you heard from Tony. I, I thought what was interesting, and he's spot on about it, is how their TV ramps up right before Revolution every single year. And there's got to be a reason why that before that pay-per-view, everything comes to a head and everything seems so wonderful there. But, uh, you know, he, he's he's right. The roster is stacked, and, and that was some, on Wednesday's Dynamite. It was some of the best wrestling I've seen on TV in a long time. Yeah, it was that was a great show, and uh, if you didn't see it, we'll we'll recap it when we come back from break. I I will say I thought it was pretty interesting about uh, you know just the way he talked about booking the show, and it and it did seem like that there were they were kind of getting torn in different directions for a while, and you know and he kind of had to take charge of that and clean it up, uh, you know especially early on. It just you know it was a little little all over the place. And, uh, you know, it was I thought it was interesting to learn that he was maybe listening to too many people and not consolidating that. And Joe, as someone who books wrestling shows, I, you know, I could imagine you probably deal with that same problem. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, yeah, but, you know, in the past, what we heard about Tony Khan was he didn't listen to people. So, you know, that's kind of contradictory. So, I, you know, you can't really tell that, you know, we've also heard in the past that when things didn't seem like they were going well, he would throw out blame. And, you know, now he's saying, well, you know, I consolidated it. I, I, 
And that was a lot of the things that people had issues with, you know, a while back when uh, when they were the they were the darlings because they were the they were the the new thing on the block, you know, the first year or two, and then all of a sudden, you know, things hit the fan and there was a lot of blame put on Tony Khan. And then it was like, yeah, but you know, this, that, and the other thing. And it was like not seemingly wanting to take responsibility. Well, when I book and if things don't go the way they want, I'm the boss. If Remy Marcel or, you know, Matt Vandegrift said, Hey, why don't we try this, that, and the other thing. And it doesn't work out. I don't throw them under the bus. I made the final decision. I always make the final decision. Tony Khan always makes the final decision. So to put blame elsewhere is is just trying to not be responsible. Well, and I also think it's pretty exciting to know that for sure double or nothing's coming back to town. And you know, yeah, I mean, we already knew that. Yeah, I mean that's going to be a, a a great time for everybody. Uh, you know, it's certainly a, a fun weekend. You know, I got to go to Dynamite and Rampage last year, and then then went to double or nothing too. And it's, it's pretty terrific for the Las Vegas scene to have that major pay-per-view coming into town on Memorial day weekend. Absolutely. I, I thought it was very interesting that I didn't realize that, that this was Moxley's first two weeks off of television since he basically signed the contract. Well, that from when he, that he's talking about from when he had the issue yeah. when he went to rehab. You're right. So it's been, but it's still been a long time. Absolutely. So it's, uh, you know, good for Mox. Yep, absolutely. Well, yeah, he was he was supposed to get time off after uh, the CM Punk incident. Uh, he was right back on TV. He was supposed to actually get his his time off then, I guess they said. Well, we'll talk about Dynamite and uh, so night. much give me, more. Give me, give me, that's what I like. It's Dynamite. Yeah, so much more when we return to the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 7.20 a.m., Andrew Fish Fame, Joe DeFalco, stick around for more. And we got another hour after this segment's up. So it's going to be a hoot. Yeah, holler. Yeah, so stick around, everybody. We will be right back. Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets or lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. Break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. 
And we are back on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. Also out there, KDWN.com and that amazing Odyssey app. I don't know if there's anything that isn't on the Odyssey app. So download that. You can check it out. Of course, we've got our podcast up, com, and all your favorite podcast outlets so you can check everything out. Um, now, as for that episode of Dynamite, and that was kind of the reason that Tony reached out to a bunch of people. He wanted to hype that show up. I think it lived up to the billing. Pretty good. Some pretty good wrestling on there, to say the least, guys. Um, you know, I, the Darby Allen-Samoa Joe match, Samoa Joe regains the TNT title. Darby Allen came out with a jacket covered with thumbtacks. Ow! But some amazing bumps in there, and you know, Joe delivering a muscle buster to an exposed floor, the mat boards, and yikes. It was something else. It was a, a pretty good show. Yeah, and if, if if Darby Allen continues to take bumps like that, though, he, he's not going to be long for his career, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, he may have to. I don't know. I don't know if that kid's ever going to slow down. But uh, well, yeah. I'm kind of curious why they're doing so many title changes with it. That I, I just wanted a month ago to after Joe wanted for him to win it to give it back, and I guess maybe they wanted. Uh, now that Wardlow's back, I don't know. Is, is that the reason that they didn't want Wardlow to have to get it back from Darby Allen because of the size difference? That I think that's a distinct possibility because they Wardlow had gotten hurt. You know, that was apparently why he had lost the TNT title in the first place. So they've written him off TV for a little bit and came, then came back. Uh, plus, they had the the card up in Seattle too, where Darby won the title. So you know, maybe give Darby the home the hometown. You know, cheer and win, and then uh, turn it around when Wardlow was back. So we're, we're clearly going to get some more Samoa Joe and Wardlow, to say the least, which I don't think everybody's going to be too disappointed about. No, we like Ward Joe. <laughs> Ward Joe. I don't, I don't know. The tag team was okay, but I, I think those two guys beating each other for a while is going to be a lot of fun to see. So um, we also – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say it's also good for Wardlow, who is not that experienced. So getting in there with a guy like Samoa Joe really, you know, should help his growth as a wrestler because that's the one thing you, you know, when I'm putting stuff together, it's the same way. It's like a guy like that that you want to push. That was a lot of the issues with, with Karrion Cross. I remember one time talking to Sanjay Dutt because the way he was presented he didn't get to become a better wrestler because, like, when he was in AAA or in Impact, they're killers. So they don't get the work in that they need to become better wrestlers. And that's also part of it when they're on TV. Like, how do you make them better? Because eventually, like, you know, you hear about a Goldberg or whatever, that eventually Cross isn't going to have – or Wardlow's not going to have these two-minute matches and four-minute matches. He's going to have to go 15 and 20 if he's going to get to the top of the card. And making him a better wrestler, you know, putting him in with Samoa Joe is definitely uh, a way to do that. Yep, And we had a couple other really good matches on there, too, with uh, Hangman Adam Page and Mox going at it. It looks like we're going to get a, a fourth one in that sequence and a you know, pretty, good, uh, pretty solid match between the two of them. Uh, Brian Danielson, Timothy Thatcher just ripped each other apart. 
I mean, two incredible technical wrestlers going at it on that one. Brian Cage had a, a great match with uh, Tashida. Now, so Cage getting his work in. Uh, you know, Jay Cargill actually, you know, solid match with Velvet, Velvet Sky. It wasn't perfect, but it was there, and we get the acclaims, acclaim going against the guns. So They need more work on their women's division in AEW. Yeah, they and they and they've had some bad injury breaks there too. But yeah, you got you got Saray and Tony Storm up uh, up top with. But Rick the heel Baker turn and, that they made made no sense. There was no reason for it. Wh- which one are you talking Soraya. about, Saraya? Well, they're doing the they're doing an angle with the the outsiders coming in and trying to take over everything. So yeah, I know, but it, yeah. well, she wasn't. But here was the problem: she wasn't over when she came in. The people just. I think yeah, they, they, they overestimated her. Yeah, I think they overestimated her popularity. I mean, she'd been gone for a long time, and people just weren't excited about it, to be honest with you. So, so you had to do something. I mean, you can't just let her go out there and hang. Man. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Joe, what are your thoughts on that real quick? We've got about 30 seconds before we start ending the break. Uh, you know, again, not a lot. It, it's this, it's that same situation. She wasn't around for a long time, and and that crowd wasn't, isn't a a pure WWE crowd. It's a different crowd. And a lot of times they bring people in and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, who's that? Oh, all right. You know, that's why I was curious to see if when, uh, you know, Sasha Banks, if she came in, like how the reaction would be, would it be similar to in New Japan where people were like, oh, okay, not the biggest deal in the world, but she sure got a lot of money. Yes, she did, to say the least. (laughs) To say the least. All right. We're going to be headed to our second hour here in just a little bit, but we're going to be talking about more Royal Rumble fallout. Apparently a lot of people, apparently, apparently a lot of people watch the Rumble and a ton of other WWE news. When we return here on the Mark Hoke show, Joe DeFalco, Andrew Fish fame, stick around everybody. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke show, Facebook, the Mark Hoke show. MarkHokeShow.com is the website, MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com, and all your favorite podcast outlets to download all of our podcasts. So stick around for more, everybody. We will be right back on the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment on KDWN, a 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. We'll be back for another hour right after this break. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening.